Okay, guys, guys, you already heard this. I'm sorry for the repetition, but first of all, thank you all for coming. I really appreciate it. It means a lot. Um, so, like, the title I gave from the Kabura, like, it kind of was just a random, random title. I didn't really know what to title it. But it's essentially about unlocking true confidence within yourself, which is something, like, throughout my life I really struggle with. And, like, now, like, a lot of people might look at me and think I am confident, but for a long time I wasn't. And so I want to impose this question. Who here at some point in life has had a low self-esteem? No, no one has to raise their hand. But 85% of the world's population is affected by a low self-esteem. Okay, I'll, I'll do better. <laughs> um, and when you hear that number, and when you, it's kind of like a scary thing. Like, when low self-esteem, like, it really, it holds you, it holds back a person so much. But to be honest, we're an unreal company. Essentially, almost every single Jewish leader had a low self-esteem. Like most notably, we got Moshe Rabbeinu, but that is also includes Yirmiyahu, Shaul, Gidon, Yonah, Esther, so many more. With Moshe, we see, in one of the Pesukim, it says, Hashem asked Moshe to, to exit, to take the Bnei Yisrael out of Mitzrayim. Moshe says, who am I to take Bnei Yisrael out? I'm a nobody, I can't speak. Then we see in regards to Yirmiyahu, when Hashem says, okay, it is your time, you're going to be a prophet. Yirmiyahu says, Bomer aha Adonai, Hashem, I'm a, I'm a little boy. Like, I can't speak. I don't know, like, who am I to, to be a prophet? And we see in, uh, in Sefer Shmuel that when Hashem says, okay, Shaul, you're going to be an Avi, he says, like, no, I, I'm, a, I'm from the tribe of Benjamin. And we're like the smallest of Israel, of the, we're the smallest tribe of Israel. And my clan within the tribe of Benjamin is the smallest, is the smallest clan, the smallest family. So, does it make sense for me to be the person who is going to be the prophet, who, who's going to be the king, I mean, for uh, Amisrael? And we see also in Shoftim, in regards to Gidon, how Hashem says, okay, you're going, to be, you're going to be a prophet. And he says, what? I'm too young. I'm from the humblest, humblest of family in Menashe. Like, I'm the youngest in my family. It doesn't make any sense for me to be someone who's going to save Amisrael. And then, in regards to Esther and Yonah, it's a little bit more hidden of why of them being unconfident. But I really think like they also weren't confident either. As Esther, we, we all know the classic story how like Esther says that Esther's the queen, and and she's scared to go to Achashverosh and, and say that that Haman wants to destroy all of Amisrael because like if someone goes unannounced, then the king kills them on the spot, right? But to be honest, I think it's a little bit deeper than that. I think the reason why she didn't want, it's also, it could be totally wrong, but I think the reason why she didn't want to go up to the king is because she was scared of the responsibility. She didn't have the confidence to be able to save Amisrael and fulfill their top kid. And same thing with Yonah. When Hashem says, go, go save the people of Ninveh, make, make them repent. Yonah, Yonah just, he flees. And why? Because I, I think, because he just was scared. He didn't have the confidence to be able to fulfill his mission in this world. 
So it's very clear, all of these people, all these amazing people, lack confidence in themselves. And the scariest thing is, what if they stayed on not confident? What if they just let that take them down and they didn't reach their full potential? Like, what, like, we wouldn't be here today. That's just, like the scariest thing. So, okay, how do we, how do we get over this? Like, they did, we, we're all, I, I myself, like, I did and still working on it. So the first way is, it's beautiful. It's so simple, it's so beautiful and so profound. So right after, when Moshe says, I call him I to take the B'nai Israel out of me trying, Hashem responds to him, Shmoz, Per Gimel, Pasuk Yod Bet, Ki Eyeimach, I will be there with you, so therefore you need to be confident. Yemiyahu, Hashem says, Ki Itcha Ani Hatzilach Naom Hashem, for I am, I had no fear because I am there with you. And then in Shoftim, in regards to Gidon, it says uh, the same line that Hashem says to Moshe, Ki Eyeimach, I will be with you. When a person believes that Hashem is with them on whatever journey they are, they should be so confident. Like how, if Hashem is there, right there, believes in you, and He puts us in this world to do, have some sort of mission, how can we not be confident in our abilities? Like, it just doesn't make any sense. Like, we, we need to be. And obviously, like, that's like a hard thing to like, carry and a hard thing to, that's the, to internalize, because like, like I still, I probably, like, I still don't have, I'm not able to do that. And I hope one day I'll be able to do that. But there's this powerful message in the Pasuk in Shema. When we see the Pasuk, These things that Hashem, that Hashem uh, commanded us on this day, put them on your heart. But the question is, why does it say Alavavecha? It should say Bilavavecha. Bilavavecha means in your heart, and Alavavecha means on your heart. Like, that doesn't make any sense. And I can't remember where I heard this idea from, but it really, it stuck to me, like, to this day. The reason it says Alavavecha, on your heart, is because we're not always ready to hear certain messages. But don't, let, don't just, like, let it in one year, out the other year. Keep it inside of you, and when you're ready, it'll, it'll seep into your heart. It's chilling on your heart right now, it'll go in later. And so back, so that's just like, kind of like explaining the idea of like, even though it's, it's hard to like necessarily know that Hashem is there with you at all times, but keep that there with you and one day it's gonna seep in. Like I hope for myself it'll seep in. And back to this idea of Hashem being there for you at all times and that the fact that Hashem's there with you and gave you these, all these skills and puts you in certain situations means that you need to be confident in your abilities in whatever situation you're in. And this is very clear when Mordechai gives Esther insane mustard. In Perak Dalad, Pasuka Dalad, in Miguel Esther, Mordechai says, and who knows? Maybe Esther only was put into this position of royalty, being the queen, just to save Am Yisrael. Hashem literally gave her this position, and if she didn't save Am Yisrael, then like she wasn't, she didn't fulfill her mission in this world. And same thing for us. Hashem he gives each of us such specific abilities. He puts us in certain situations, and. Really, it's very possible that the only reason why we're given certain skills 
arrive right now, maybe we're even in camp, and anything leading up into this, into this point in our lives, whether it was a hard time, good time, it's there. We're there for a specific reason, and we have to make the most of it in whatever way possible. I've said this. I've said this uh, idea a lot. There's this famous Murdani idea, but I, the first time I heard it, like I actually like shed a tear. Like it really, like it really changed my life. So when we say Murdani Lafanafa, Malachavik Yom, Shechazarta Binishvati, Becham Rabba Muratafa, I admit in front of you, Hashem. Hashem, who is, who is alive, who, who's established, that you return my neshama graciously, but the answer is Rabbah Munatzecha. But like, what does that even mean? Like, like Rabbah Lotz and Muna, like, like, and you, like, what does that even mean? The, beautiful, the idea that I heard, I actually, the first time I heard it was from one of my Rebbeim, Rabbi Horowitz. And he says that Rabbah Munatzecha means Hashem has such, so much belief in you. The reason why you got up in the morning is because Hashem has so much belief in you. So the fact that Hashem has belief in you and the fact that you get up, that you got up in the morning, means that you have to have confidence in yourself. Because if you don't have confidence in yourself, then you're kind of contradicting Hashem. You're disagreeing with Hashem. Because He has confidence in you, and if you don't have confidence in yourself, like, it's kind of not good. <laughs> um, so, okay, you guys probably think, understand it's important to be confident, right? But a trap that a lot of people put themselves in is that, okay, I need to be confident, but what about the acts that I do? Like, let's say it's a small act. Like, what difference does that make? Like, who cares if I do, like, if I, like, let's say I pick up a piece of trash or I hold the door for somebody or, like, I, I, I give someone a compliment. Like, that doesn't really make such a difference. Like, who cares? But this is so false. There's Gemara in Sanhedrin, Lama Zion, and Uyalaf. Famous Gemara. says, each and every person is obligated to say that the world was created for me. And then it gives an example of, of Adam Arisho and how the fact that all of humanity came from one person, Adam, his Chava came, came from Adam, um, means that each and every single person, everything they do has the ability to shift humanity. And the Lakuti Me'aran, Rabbi Nachman, he's like, he's like actually insane. He's so amazing. Um, he says, he builds off of his point of Bishrithi Nivra Olam. He says, Kitar Kol Adam Lamar. Every person has to say, Kol Adam Nivra El Bishrithi. So according to the Gemara, that says that the world was only created for me, Nim Sa we find, Shao Lam Nivra Bishrithi. The fact that the world's created for me means that it is my responsibility to look in every possible way to fix the world, build any, any sort of like missing, missing piece and to pray on behalf of the world for the world to become a better place. And the fact that this world, it, like, it's for me. It's for each and every single one of us. We have, we have the responsibility. We have to have the confidence in ourselves to be able to, to uh, make the difference and know that it matters. So I want to share a personal story. To be honest, it's not like that crazy a story. Nothing like insane, but still pretty solid. So growing up, I was a very normal kid. I like basketball, sports, chilling with my friends. Um, still, I'm like, pretty normal, like, but 
it was a ground-shaking time period for me. Uh, it really, really changed my life. So March 20, 20 COVID-19, my grade 10 year, everybody was stuck at home. Sad, depressed, did not know like what's going on, kind of just like going through the motions. And I was just sitting in my bed one night and I was thinking to myself like, this can't, this can't be me. Like, I, don't, I, I do not want to be sad. Like, this, there's gonna, I had a feeling that it was gonna last a long time, especially the, the Canadians here. Like, COVID was like really bad, it took a really long time for things to open up. And I said, like, I have to come out a different person. Like, I can't just stay this, the same person who just like was like into basketball, like just like chilling with my friends all day, which is like it's definitely a really good thing to do. Um, and someone who just didn't really have any goals, aspirations in life. And I saw we, we were, my uh, Mr. Azar, for those you know, who, he works at Rochheim. Uh, he announced that there's an opportunity to join student council. And at first I was like, wait a minute, like, maybe I want to do this. But the low self-esteem in me said, no, like, you're not that guy. Like, like what are you doing? Like, don't, don't do that. It's not a good call. And it was like, really holding me back. But I kind of was just like, you know what? I'm just gonna go for it. Like, what can go wrong? And the main, the main thing that made me, that made me like really push for it is this one question. And this one question has stick with me till this day. Why can't I do it? Like, why not? Like, why can't I be in student council? And you can really apply this to any single question, any question in your life. Let's say someone is like not necessarily the most social person. Let's say someone like wants to develop a certain skill. Someone wants to be more of a leader. Like, why can't you be a leader? Like, really, like, there's no reason why you can't. The only reason there is is yourself, your mind. But it's not really. Uh, that doesn't really sit well with me. And that really is the biggest downfall of a person in their life. Whenever someone can't get past a certain obstacle, can't like be the person they want to be, it's all because of their mind. I want to share a beautiful idea that the famous Ibn Ezra in regards to Bnei Israel leaving, leaving the tribe. So in Bnei Israel, they're right by the Yamsu. Puzzik says that they were petrified. The, the, the Egyptians were chasing them down, absolutely petrified, right? But the, even as you says, it's really strange. Why would they be scared? If we look at the numbers, the Jews, they're standing at a whopping 600,000 people, right? But the Egyptians, there's about 10 chariots, there's about 60 chariots with 10 people per chariot, right? So that means that adds up to about 600. That's 600. So you got 600,000 Jews, and you got 600 Egyptians. If the Jews wanted to destroy the Egyptians, like they easily could have. Like, I didn't make any sense why they'd be scared. But the Ibn Ezra says that the fact that they grew up in servitude, that's all they knew. And that the Egyptians were their masters. They were scared. Like they, in their head, they were slaves. And they weren't able to get past that. So it's you with us. Most of us, we're slaves to our minds our whole entire lives. And this negative self-talk that doesn't enable us to break out of our shell just keeps on, like, we're not able to get past it. But we have to be able to get past that because 
once you get past your, that, the mind telling you you can't do things, like, really, your, your life has changed. And if, you, if a person can't get past this point, it's the, really the saddest thing. Like, it, it's so sad, and, like, it, the future cannot, like, move on without a person moving on and breaking through that boundary and reaching their, reaching their potential. But still, it must be like, it's really, really hard. Really, really hard to like get past your mind. But I have the, the famous Gemara that says, Shalom Shema Bali Shalom. I think that's the perfect way to be able to get past it. And that's something that like, I, I try to use. So Shalom Shema Bali Shalom means you do something not for the right reason, that eventually it'll be for the right reason. But I think you can also look at it as something that's not necessarily, if that something's not necessarily part of you, if you keep on doing it, or you keep on telling yourself you're a certain type of person, then eventually you will become that person. So let's say you want to be a leader, and you see like a leadership opportunity. Don't even hesitate. There's a, five, there's, there's a five second rule that I like to live by. You have five seconds to go up and do something that you don't want to do. After five seconds, your brain will, will, will immediately tell you, okay, you're not doing this. So let's say a leadership opportunity, take the bite, just go for it. Let's say like, you want to be more social, just like five seconds, you see a person in front of you, you say, hey, what's going on? Like, where are you from? What's your name? Da 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 da. And so on and so forth. Like, whatever it is, just like split second decision and just go for it. Don't even hesitate. And eventually, like, you're going to end up becoming that type of person. And if you ever have thoughts to say, no, you're not, I'm not that guy, I'm not that girl, like, immediately counter with, no, I am that person, I am that person. And don't even let that negative thought, like, Stay in your mind. Don't even let it linger. And eventually, it will be true. And the, the risen Sherebi, he, he says this exact same idea in regards to the Parsha of Kedoshim. So when Hashem says, be Kadosh because I'm, I'm holy, the risen the Sherebi says, this is exactly what you were just saying. Wonder how you can be like me? This is what Hashem is saying. Tell yourself you're holy. And repeat it, and repeat it, and repeat it. Repeat that I'm holy. Repeat that I can do whatever... Like, I can reach my mission, I can, I can accomplish anything I want to accomplish. And also, if you ever have a thought that you want to be better in whatever area, the fact that you have that thought means that it's within you to be able to achieve it. Otherwise, you wouldn't have had that thought. So that, that one little thought, that already is the, an incredible step. In the, that's an amazing step in the right direction. So I want to share one more story. Like, really hits the hallmark. I actually did cry when I heard this story for the first time. That Rebbe Yeshiva said it, like, actually insane. So it's a story about Reb Zusha. I don't really know the background of Reb Zusha. I probably should learn about it. Um, but basically, Reb Zusha, he was crying on his deathbed. And then he was lying in his deathbed. And he had all the students surrounding him. And Reb Zusha just starts crying. Like, full-fledged crying. And after a few minutes, the students are like, hey, Rebbe, like, what's going on? Like, why, why are you crying? So the Rebbe says, what if I go up to Shemayim? And Hashem asked me, why wasn't I like Avram Avinu? The Rebbe says, I'll simply reply, or I'll simply, simply reply, because I'm not Avram Avinu. But then the Rebbe just starts crying again, and again, and again, and it's getting louder and louder. And the students ask him again, like, Rebbe, like, why are you crying? So then Rebbe, Rebbe Zusha says, what if I go up to Shemayim 
And Hashem asked me, why wasn't I like Moshe Rabbeinu? Rabbi Zuzha replies simply. He says, I replied to Hashem because I wasn't Moshe Rabbeinu. And he starts crying again and again and again. It's getting louder. Like literally the roof better like blow off. And the students ask for him one more time. Rebbe, why are you crying? And Rabbi Zusha says, what if I go up to Shemayim? And Hashem asked me, why wasn't I like Zusha? And he dies on that spot. At the end of our days, do you want Hashem to say, why weren't you you? Like, why wasn't Aaron, Aaron Abrams? Why was in Josh Taj? Why was he in Josh Taj? Why was in Ben Saffron? Ben Saffron. Like, do we really want that? And do we want the reason for us not fulfilling our potential in this world, not accomplishing whatever we want to accomplish, to be to not to not happen because of our lack of confidence? Is that lack of confidence will bring us down? Won't let us push through? Like, do we want? We don't want that to happen. And like my brother tells us all is that. We really can just believe in ourselves. Like know that Hashem believes in us. And really just be able to take it to the next level and really become the people we're meant to become. Because you guys are all really such special people. In fact, you're in camp right now, like, like trying to make a difference in kids' lives. Like that's, that's really a huge thing. And like, it's not something to, to it's something to be really proud of. Right? And uh, yeah, thank you very much for listening and yeah, that's it.